What's up everybody? It's Dan, Binder Boneyard. Um, it is, well, your Monday. Uh, it is my Sunday, about 6.40 in the evening. Um, just wrapped up um, the tasks for the day. Um, I did zero prep for this podcast, so you might hear a lot of ums and uh, ramblings because I did not write down anything. Uh, first of all, thank you. Like I like to start every show out with the thank you um, and also where I'm coming from. Uh, <laughs> another one from the desk in the parts cavern. Um, but no, thank you everyone for listening. All the new subscribers, all of the people leaving reviews, um, people messaging me, telling me that they're listening and they appreciate it. Uh, that's great. Uh, I can't can't thank you guys enough for that sort of stuff. Um, it's just, you know, I've only been doing this a month now, um, just over a month. And to have, you know, over 3000 listens and five star reviews and all that stuff. It just, you guys are really, um, you know, just making me feel very blessed and, and I appreciate all of that stuff. So um, I know sometimes I'm kind of harsh on Messenger and stuff when you know people are asking me questions and I, I'm in the middle of something or I'm having a shitty day or whatever. Um, you know, I think everyone's allowed to have a bad day. Um, you know, and everyone's allowed to be a little snippy sometimes. Um, you know, I think I think we've all been there. So. Uh, maybe you guys hold me to a higher standard than that because I'm a quote unquote uh, professional, but uh, you know what? I'm still a human. I'm still a man. Uh, believe it or not, I am a man. Uh, so yeah, I appreciate all you guys and your patience. And um, and again, thank you for for all of that stuff. And so. Um, I'm going to talk about the birthday cruise every goddamn podcast. So hopefully you guys will, you know, remember it um, or tell your friends. March 16th through the 19th, 2019, Route 66, cruising her uh, west to east. No itinerary, no plans, no nothing except we're starting in California and ending up wherever. Um, I'll be driving my 56 S100, won't be doing it fast, won't be doing it uh, quick, but we're going to do what we can. So, um, yeah, that's that. Um, oh, Sierra Fall Rally coming up in like two weeks um, down in Grass Valley, California. Uh, that's the show that IH Parts America puts on. Very, very good show. Recommend it to everyone. Um, vehicle entry for showing is low. There's no spectator fee. Uh, the camping fee is super low. Um, it's a great event. Uh, not a lot of vendors there, so I do well. So <laughs> maybe that makes me a little biased or selfish, but it is what it is. Um, so... You know, if anybody's looking for something, let me know before I leave. 
and I will get it done uh, and get it down there. So there's been some stuff on back order, like medicine cabinets, um, trying to bang those out um, before I go. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, those are the two big pressing things. I don't have any other shows coming up after fall rally. Um, yeah, that's October. Yeah. November and December. That's all holidays that I won't have any family around for. So I will be in the shop on Thanksgiving and Christmas. I am sure. Um, so yeah, if anybody's, uh, <laughs> lonely on the holidays come on by help me turn a wrench on christmas um at least that's where i'm at right now i mean things could change but that's how it looks so anyway um what else happened recently oh uh i'm getting, getting some shitty questions on instagram people wanting to know if i have mustang parts or if i can help them put seats in their isuzu or whatever and um you know, I know I'm becoming a public figure and I'm an automotive guy and I'm supposed to like, I, I don't know, help everyone all the time, but I can't. Uh, if you have a question about your Isuzu, you might want to search out like the Mitsubishi version of me. Um, I know there's one out there, so maybe look him up. Um, I mean, I appreciate you coming to me, but nah, sorry, you know, I'm... It's just what it is. I don't have time to help figure out what fucking seats go in your mighty maxi pad. So, um, you know, good luck. Uh, same with your 69 Mustang or whatever it is. Sorry, dude. No Fords here. Uh, I haven't been a Ford guy in, in 20 years. So my first trucks were Fords. Um, but I mean, they were all gone by the time I was 21. So... 18 years since I've had a Ford. Uh, so, yeah. Um, what else? What else do I want to say? Um, oh, this, the eBay store has been doing very good. Uh, we are adding at least five items every day. Please check it out. Uh, same name, Binder Boneyard. Just Google it. Google's your best friend. Like, I've had people go to eBay and type in Binder Boneyard and it brings up all kinds of weird shit. But if you go to Google and type in Binder Boneyard eBay, it takes you right to our store. So, um, you know, give that a shot. Uh, Google is still your friend all across the board. I don't care what anybody says. Um, it has everything you want to find you know, our episodes on the podcast, just Google Binder Boneyard podcast. Same with YouTube, Binder Boneyard. Um, we just put a new video up today uh, doing a burnout in the little, um, little yellow um, 80, or I'm sorry, 800, 68, 800. And, uh, yeah, that was a fun little fun little video. So yeah, so you're just out on YouTube, Binder Boneyard. Um, that's just what I go for everything. Everything is named that. And unless somebody starts trying to snipe my name, um, it's everything we do is going to be Binder Boneyard. Um, I did hear there's somebody else on the internet trying to pose as me or my partner, um, kind of moving in on for sale posts. And so 
if you don't talk to me or Jamie about an p- item that I have for sale on, uh, on the Facebook marketplace or our business page, then it is not me. It is not Binder Boneyard and you're buying at your own risk. So um, please keep that in mind because I don't know what the hell's wrong with people. Why they... <sighs> Nobody can make their own goddamn money. They have to ride on somebody else's back. They have to take advantage of people. They have to, you know, take the easy fucking way out. And uh, it really irritates me, hence the language. Um, wish people would just get a goddamn life and figure out how to work. Um, you know, I built this myself from the bottom. Um, you know, podcast one or two tells you how this all started. You know, fucking Costco tarp garage in my backyard. And now I'm here. So, yeah. Um, these guys, if anybody claims that they're with me or with the boneyard uh, and it's not me or it's not Jamie from the office, then they are not. So please, please don't fall for any imposters. Um, so speaking of the yellow 800 that we've named little Dijon, um, it's on the trailer and it's going to exhaust first thing in the morning. And, uh, that was a fun little quick project. That was about three weeks to a month's worth of work on the side and after hours. And I, I was working on it during hours, but Tom was doing other things too. Through a, it was a V8 800 to begin with but it came with no drivetrain. So uh, we threw in a Scout 2, 304, and a 727 with a Dana 20, and it went in amazingly well. Um, custom cross member that didn't take much. Um, transfer case shifter lever hit the original 800 hole, so it was perfect. Um, Scout 2 shifter tower went on easy. Um, thing really went in well. Uh, I was really, really happy with how it went together. Um, we did brakes on it, uh, front wheel bearings, gear oil, um, you know, just basics. Uh, cleaned up the wiring, put a signal switch in the column, changed the steering wheel to something a little better, and uh, I put the doors on. So uh, I posted on the various Facebook pages and stuff about uh, working on it and I got a lot of questions so I'll cover that when it came in it had no doors they were in the back the top was not bolted down and the previous owner had cut the floors out and anybody with an 80 or 800 knows that the middle body mount is carried on the floor there so you cut that out and the thing wants to fold in the middle so it was all out of whack to begin with and I'm working on it outside. The rear tires were in the gravel. The front tires were on the concrete apron. So I dug into the books. And a lot of these things are available online. Um, if you search hard enough, like the measurements and stuff. Just dimensions. Found out the door openings. Found out the distance from you know the top of the windshield frame to the ground. Did all the dimensioning. Squared it up. I just used jack stands. I supported the chassis, so I jacked the chassis up so the springs weren't carrying the weight anymore. Uh, or they were carrying some weight, but it had jack stands under the frame to hold it steady. Then I jacked up the body to where it needed to be, under the rocker. 
and supported it with jack stands and checked my measurements and used some shims and kind of lined everything up. Then uh, took some dimensions from the floor pan to the top of the door opening and I took the the replacement floor pans, which we sell, the light line. We sell the same floor pans that Super Scout and IH Parts sells. They all come from the light line sheet metal shop. Uh, and they are the best. They're made out of galvanized. Um, so, um, you know, don't, uh, don't um, fall for the cheap-ass ones that I see on Amazon that are made out of, like, 20-gauge cold roll or 20-gauge hot rolled. Um, these are actually 16 gauge galvanile, so they are very good floor pans. Um, so I got the body all square, got everything square, laid the pans in. Um, of course, I prepped them all by pre-drilling for the spot welds, and I coated all of the seams that were overlapping with uh, weldable primer. There's different brands. I just use the cheap shit from Napa um, because the joints all get seam sealed after and then they get um, bed liner or something undercoat put over the top of the seam seal. So the joint gets sealed out pretty well, um, but I still like to have a layer of paint in there uh, for the welding process. So, um, so once everything was squared, I did not use any bracing. I did not brace the doors um, because everything was solid. Everything was sturdy, wasn't moving as far as I could tell. Um, you know, this particular build was a quick flip. So, you know, I was doing what I was doing. Um, you know, on this, the 800s that's in the shop now, like the SR2 we're doing for John Johnson, that one got door braces when it got floors, um, you know, it just, it just depends on the, the search situation and circumstance. So, um, anyway, so we got that all squared up, prep the floor pans, prep the open hole in the floor, uh, with more weldable primer. And then I laid the pans in and just set the height to what stock is. And then I tacked it in, you know, a couple of spots all the way around to make sure that it was holding where it's supposed to be. Double checked my shape of the doors, all that stuff. And then I burned them in. Um, and that's simple as that. Burned them in. Uh, then put the seat base in on the driver's side because of course you have to take that out to do the floor replacement. Put that back in checked everything again everything held good um i made a new body mount the new rubber piece out of a piece of old mud flap uh so it was pretty thin you know maybe quarter inch um like the factory one was and uh drilled a hole bolted the whole thing in let it all down off the stands and the doors held the door opening held exactly where it needed to be the doors shut great the gaps are great um, and mind you, the doors were rough. The doors I had to repair. And if you go on Instagram, you'll see all this stuff. You'll see what I'm talking about repairing the doors. The passenger door has a big dent in it. It looks like a football player speared it with his helmet. Uh, so it's got a big dent right in the middle. 
So um, I did not repair that one because the the goal with this uh, flip was roadworthy, running, driving, and you know ninety percent functioning. So bodywork not really on the docket, but uh, the driver's door it looked like somebody had opened it a little bit and then backed into something and it had a big dent in the bottom of the um not the bottom but the angle like the 45 degree angle that goes the transitions from the side to the to the very bottom and it, well they hit it hard enough that it bent the track inside uh popped the window off its sliders inside and just did some damage to the door so i pulled the windows pulled the track split the door i put a slit up one of the seams uh and then i just started pulling pulling the dent out reaching in through the access panel and hammering what i could um you know i didn't have a lot of room to swing in there so i mean it came out decent i'm not gonna call it great if this had been a restoration i would have cut that bent piece out of another door and then smoothed it in and, and then it would have been completely unnoticeable. But um, I just, yeah, I had to just do what I could with this guy. So got that banged out, welded back up, primered up, threw the track, threw a track in it. Uh, the regulator was jacked up from the damage too. So I had to put a regulator in it, greased up the tracks, greased, greased up sliders, put everything in and now the window rolls up and down amazing the door shuts and opens like it's supposed to um it's all it's all good it's all there's no gasket in there right now but it's when he puts a gasket in it should seal up great uh again door gasket is not part of the running and driving um parts of it so um drove it today did some serious power burns with it. Um, again, that video is on the Instagrams as well. I also put it on YouTube, put it everywhere. Because I'm a fucking show off. I don't know. I guess it's what it is. Um, I'm proud. I, I guess I'm just proud of what we do here and all of our hard work. And I, I got to be my own cheerleader. You know, I mean, I appreciate you guys talking about us to other people. But uh, in the end there's nobody that's gonna cheer about our work uh except for us so you know i try to do my best to uh split you know try to be semi-humble but also show what we're getting done so that um you know people can see we're actually working um so you know that's so the yellow 800 is on the trailer going to exhaust tomorrow uh, when it gets done at exhaust, which is normally same day because we've got a great exhaust guy. Um, we have a tiny little bit of, of wrap up to do and then um, it should go home to Ryan, the new owner. Um, so we'll see, see how that goes. Um, and then what else is next on the docket? Uh, I'm trying to trade off my 731010 for a scout of some sort. Um, we'll see what happens with that. But but no, it's just good to get these rigs done. The next restoration that's going out um, is Paul's. He We've had his scout way too long. I'm ashamed to admit that we've had it for four years. 
Um, I mean, I'll tell you the truth, but it doesn't mean I like it. Um, there was a lot of hang-ups, a lot of mix-ups. I mean, it was in the paint shop for eight months um, the first time, and then it had to get repainted, and then there was some damage, and it just it just turned into a fucking snowball that I'm not happy about. Uh, and so we're trying to get that done as well while getting all the other work done. Um, and so... Yeah, it's just a balancing act. But Paul's, we're going to put glass in it this week. Um, and I got it running a couple weeks ago again because it's been sitting for so long. Runs great. Um, so that's um, that's the next nice truck that's coming out. And that's a beautiful traveler. I think you guys are really going to like it when I roll it out and start showing it off. But, uh, but anyway. So, um, oh, but... Sorry, I'm like I said, I didn't do any prep, so I'm all over the place. So the point of my my Instagram or the stories about the 800 was I didn't have the nicest place to work. I didn't have the best tools. I mean, most of my time I do the body work with a ball peen and one flat-faced body hammer and a dolly. That's all I have most of the time. Um so you guys that are on the fence about starting a project or doing something, you know, because you don't have a place to work, you don't have a good spot or whatever, that's not necessarily the greatest excuse. Just, you know, I know I've been doing these for a while, but if you take your time, think ahead, get the information you need, whether it be dimensions or whatever, get the stuff you do need to have, like jack stands, um, and the floor pans, get them, you can prep them ahead of time in your garage or wherever you can do a lot of this stuff and just sit down and do it. And, uh, you know, it's, a, it goes back to what I said before about just taking that step, not being afraid, just look at it, do some deductive reasoning like, ooh, I got to cut that. I got to cut that. I got to drill those spot welds because if I cut it, I will cut into something else and then remove it, clean it up from the grinder, and then start prepping and putting the new pans back in. Like it's, it's not impossible. It's not rocket science. I know people are like, don't tell people how to do it because then we're going to lose work. And it's like, I don't care. I would much rather see somebody who can't afford our services get their scout back on the road themselves and, and enjoy it themselves because it doesn't do anybody any good sitting in the driveway rotting away. Uh, you know, And half the time they got some bitchy wife or girlfriend or mom that hates to see it sitting there and wants it gone anyways. So the sooner you get it done and back on the road, and be a usable, productive member of society again, the less you'll hear from those people. So, you know, that's what I encourage you to do. Do a little research, hit the forums, hit Binder Planet, check out the YouTube pages, get your information, get your intel, get your dimensions, and then get it. Just get it. And you will have a sense of satisfaction because you did it. 
and you will have a rig that you'll be proud of because you can say that you did this work or that work. That's the, uh, that's my little life lesson on that. Just, just do it. You know, I did, I wasn't born, uh, with the knowledge of how to rebuild a carburetor, but you know, somehow I know how, and I don't have to use the book. Uh, I don't think I've ever used a book to rebuild at least a Holly. Uh, Edelbrock I do because of those fucking needles and jets and all that bullshit. Those things are terrible. So I do have to use a book for an Edelbrock or Carter or fucking whatever they are. But the um, Hollies, nah, you don't need a book. Just I don't anymore. But uh, and like I said, it's not because I was born with some intimate knowledge of Holly carburetors. I'm not like the rain man of mechanics. Um, some people think I am the fucking rain man of scouts, but no, um, this all comes from just being there, doing it, fucking shit up and then doing it again. Um, like, like old Dave Fitzpatrick says, you, you know, do it and fail and you do it again and succeed and then you do it again and you're, you know, you know, so it's, it's, you just try and try again. Uh, that's it. You can't give up. You can't give up. Um, you know, and, and I, I say that, but I've given up on things. I've, I've got into projects and then like, you know, I don't know how to rebuild an automatic transmission. Uh, I'm sure I could figure it out, but you know what? I just pass that on to a professional because that's one thing I don't want to waste my time on. So, you know, that's, that's where I'm at, but I only know that because I've never, or I'm sorry, because I've, tried and realized it's not for me but some of you guys that won't even buy a grease gun because you don't think you know how or you can find the grease zerks or whatever that's not quite right in my opinion uh so yeah that's how i feel about about that sort of stuff so um i think that's where i'm gonna hang it up it's a little bit short sorry but uh sun's going down I got to get home and uh, get ready for a big week. Um, I'll end the show with a little teaser about Kendra Summer. Um, her and I will be spending some time together in the next couple of weeks doing some um, TV slash YouTube slash podcast stuff. So, um, yeah, we'll see what comes of that and uh, hopefully... Hopefully you guys will enjoy that too. So again, thank you everyone. Please support us on Patreon. You know, these things don't pay for themselves. Um, and I appreciate all you guys' help that are already supporting us there. Um, but, you know, anybody who wants to donate, you're more than welcome. Thank you. Like us, share us, five-star review, tell your friends, tell everyone. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll keep these things going. So again... Love you guys, and uh, see you later. Ooh.